0: pretty guys sometimes it's never good but the truth of the matter in this game is you take them how they come good move by heineke and out of bounds inside the five heineke with protection breaks free. Wow! What a Touchdown. okay you're stuck together you do things that you needed to do but there are a lot of things we got to correct a lot of things we get better and that's the truth what a play. this is the pound for pound podcast welcome in the pound for pound podcast i am your host lb lucas thank you for joining me here today on episode number 13 of the p4p podcast thank you for joining me here today on a somber note you know on this is going to be kind of a depressing episode the the wheels have literally fallen off of this team and it's crazy to think that two weeks ago heading into into this Dallas game that just happened. The the hope, the plan, the hope was that we would be able to contend for not only a playoff spot but for the division should we pull out a win against the Dallas Cowboys. One, we did not beat the Dallas Cowboys. Two, our chances of making the playoffs seem very slim now and the wheels have literally fallen off of this team. And it's kind of astonishing, you know, and you want to, and believe me, I wanted to make an episode talking about what was going on, you know, what was happening, what happened right after the, literally, this all started right before the game, you know, with uh, James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhl getting placed on the COVID list, and then us being down our, our starting defensive ends for the game. And then after the game, it just piled on, on top of the injuries that we sustained during the game. So... The COVID situation has literally gone out of control. We are now in intensive protocols as of today. And there is no – look, the NFL already said it. We don't care how many players you lose. We're not going to reschedule any games. So this game against the Philadelphia Eagles will happen at 1 p.m. on Sunday in Lincoln Financial Field. I, I think that's what their stadium is called. So look, man. Believe me, I'm not a fan of it, but we're going to have to go out there and play with this ragtag group of players that we have, dudes off the street, dudes that we just signed. I don't even—I couldn't even tell you who our starting quarterback will be. There's so many players on this COVID list that it's, it's hard to even fathom how we're going to be able to field a competitive roster, if we're going to be able to field a competitive roster, and if we're going to be even able to keep this game against the Eagles close. Two weeks ago, we were looking at this Dallas game, thinking it could catapult us into a heated division race with them. The Eagles were kind of in the rear view mirror and now the Eagles are breathing down our neck wh- looking at us like lunch meat because they know how depleted we are as a roster and knowing that they are right on the verge of win against us will put them in firm position to be in the seventh spot uh, depending on what happens with the other teams contending for the, uh, the, the wild card spots. Uh, they, they very well find themselves in the seventh seed, a position that we had two weeks ago and then we climbed to six. We were hoping maybe we can even get the five seed. Now I don't even know if we're going to be able to sniff the seventh seed. It's it's just been um you know the major turn of events, and I want every time I was like you know what let me sit here and let me make this podcast episode. New players would get added to the list, then more players, and then more players. Three guys here, five guys here. We ha- we have had six straight days of co- positive positive COVID testing, so six straight days we've had players I at- added to the COVID list. Putting their status for the game on Sunday in question, and as of this mo as of this morning, probably the biggest the biggest uh, you know the most key player added to the COVID list was our quarterback Taylor Heineke. Backup quarterback Kyle Allen, who was inserted to into the game in the second half after Heineke sustained an injury during the Cowboys game, Kyle Allen was on the COVID list already. And that put our situation bleak. Uh, we we had um, Kyle Shermer on our on our team as well, reserve quarterback who you don't want to see touching the field, in line to play if Taylor Heineke wasn't able to recover from his knee injury from the game. Now Taylor Heineke has COVID, and his status for Sunday is very very slim. He the chances of Taylor Heineke playing are very slim, and that puts us in line to start Kyle Schirmer. However, the team did go out and sign uh, quarterback Gary Gilbert off the New England Patriots practice squad, who is also in consideration for starting the game on Sunday. So I don't even I don't even know who's gonna start our quarterback. The the hope is now is that look, Heineke is claimed to be vaccinated. So his availability he could be available if he gets the two negative tests uh, in, t- in the span of 24 hours. Uh, so he could play, but it, it's you know it's Friday morning. He gets pushed. He gets put on the COVID list. He has to get the COVID test at the end of today, and then game time Sunday. And they both would have to come back negative, and he would have to show no symptoms for him to be able to come back. So it is looking very very bleak. The next hope would be Kyle Allen. If Kyle Kyle Allen was placed on the COVID list earlier in the week, uh, kind of in the beginning when you know when this ho- when everything was going on, because but guys, we are not the only team going through this. The Rams have more players than we do on the COVID list, and the Browns are going to be without their starting quarterback, without their uh, head coach. So this is a a, a league wide problem, and the NFL had to change their enhanced protocols to. Make all teams uh, enter advanced protocols before it was just us, the Rams and the browns in, 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 in the protocol. now the entire league is and everybody's virtual right now. look I don't I don't like how this is how this is panning out. I wish they would reschedule our game. We would not be able to field a competitive team with 40 players on our active roster. Look, an NFL roster has uh, 53 players on on a active uh, for game day. Uh, fifty three. I think it is active roster. We are down to forty players, and the ability for us to put out a competitive roster is is not looking good. So the hope is that Kyle Allen can potentially return to the to the starting lineup. It, you know hopefully with two negative tests if he's vaccinated. Um, a lot of these players on this list, the rep, the beat reporters are saying some of them are vaccinated, but then some are not, and you know it's you know, that information is not available to us to know who is and who isn't vaccinated. So this is kind of going on a hunch, but there are key players. I mean, look, we have been dealing with injuries all season and we haven't had to deal with, you know, COVID, people being out because of COVID this season that much. So we, ha- and then it just all hit us all at at once and all at the wrong time. I want to go down the list of players that are on the COVID list as of uh, this would be look, and I'm saying that it's as of because it can change in a blink of an eye. We can get a report in the next 20 minutes saying that five more players are getting on the COVID list. So who knows? But as of right now, Friday, December 17th, 12 uh, noon, noon, December 17th, Friday. These are the following players on the COVID list. Quarterback Kyle Allen, quarterback Taylor Heineke, both of the, at this point I don't care who who which one of them can return back to the lineup but we need one of them to return back to the lineup because with without them we we don't stand a chance. I don't care who who you want. Gilbert, we don't have a chance with uh with Gilbert. We don't stand a chance with Kyle Shermer. or and, and then we also have uh uh Jordan uh cannot pronounce his last name Tamau Uh, He was with us during the preseason, but I don't want to see him in our starting lineup. This is a pivotal game. This has playoff implications. And the fact that we are not going to have a quarterback is just mind-blowing to me. Uh, Next person on the list, tackle Cornelius Lucas. Starting left tackle Cornelius Lucas. If he can't go, we're looking at Sadiq Charles entering the starting lineup at left tackle. And Sadiq Charles profiles better as a guard, as an interior lineman, not as a tackle. So that's scary. Tyler Larson is on the COVID list, but he's also out for the season because he injured himself during the Cowboys game. So our, our would this be our fourth string? No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Our second string center, Tyler Larson, is out for the season. Keith Ishmael was on the COVID list, uh but now he is off the COVID list. He's the first player off the COVID list uh so far. So he was taken off the COVID list this morning, and now he is in line to start at center. Uh, The next person on the cover list is tight end Samis Reyes. Uh, He's our third string tight end. Uh, He's played mostly only special teams, uh, so it's not a huge deal. Uh, Tight end Tamarick Hemingway is also on the cover list. He's on the practice squad, so he could have been a candidate to have been called up if Samis Reyes is unable to go. But now we're going to be without him as well. So that possibility has been eliminated. Wide receiver Cam Sims is also on the cover list. Cam Sims, we're looking at him to make to step up into a hu- bigger role this week against the Eagles, because of the injury to Terry McLaurin. Remember, during the Cowboys game, Terry McLaurin injured he, he had a, he had a concussion when he went up to go get a ball and then he fell down hard on his head. I mean, it, his head bounced off the turf, so he most likely was not going to play in this Eagles game. And we were looking at Cam Sims potentially to step into that uh, wide receiver one role. He's on the COVID list defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen defensive tackle, Matt Ionitis defensive tackle, Tim settle all on the COVID list that leaves Deron Payne as the only, uh, reliable option as a defensive tackle this week. Uh, Jonathan Allen starts, Matt Ionitis rotates in and so does Tim settle. And we're going to be without them as well. Defensive ends Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, Casey Twohill, William Bradley King, all on the COVID list. Montez Sweat has been out for the past five weeks with a with a broken jaw. James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill were the second string defensive ends for Montez Sweat and Chase Young. They are out. That leaves our defensive end group with no bodies. We had to go out and sign and this is a name that I don't know if everyone's going to remember but defensive end Nate Orchard who we signed back in 2019 off the practice squad to get some snaps when we had some injuries and he played phenomenal. He had a big time game against uh, the Panthers and that was uh you know kind of funny that game against the Panthers is the game that uh, the last game that Ron Rivera coached for the Panthers and he went crazy but Nate Orchard isn't in line to start now at defensive end with the injuries uh, to James Williams and Casey Tuhill. Montez Sweat, however, was the was the first player placed on the COVID list, uh, you know, on our COVID list. So, he if he can get negative tests, he can come back. He, Montez Sweat is unvaccinated. He made that clear during the offseason that he was not going to get vaccinated. And that means that he has to miss a minimum of 10 days. He missed last week's game. So, that he could play if he's asymptomatic and has a uh, negative COVID test uh and then he'll be able to play and that would be massive I mean Montez Sweat is light years better than whoever the hell we're going to put out on defensive at the defensive line uh this week so Ma- Montez Sweat can come back that would be huge uh William Bradley King uh the, uh the last defensive end I just mentioned is on the practice squad he was a candidate like Tamar Kemingway to be brought up and to fill the void, he's been on this on this roster on the practice squad the whole season. He has a, a grasp of the playbook. He would be a better option than Nate Orchard, but he's on the on the COVID list. Now to the linebacker position, Kalik Hudson, David Mayo, and Milo Eifler are all on the COVID list. Kalik Hudson, he's getting rotational snaps in, uh, especially when we go into uh, into uh, like dying packages where we're gonna need a more speed uh, at the. When we have to cover tight ends, because Cleyton is very athletic, he is not going to be able to play. And David Mayo is mostly on special teams, and Milo Eifler is also mostly on special teams. Uh, so these guys are not going to be available to us either. So our linebacker depth is very thin. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to see more Landon Collins because of the next player. Not only because of the linebacker depth, but because of the next player. The following safeties are all on the COVID list: Cam Curl. Derek Forrest and Troy Apke on the COVID list. Cam Crow starts for us. There's there's no way there's, she's not gonna play. So Landon Collins is gonna have to gonna have to not only fill in for gaps in that safety, but he's also gonna have to fill in for the lack of depth at linebacker. Uh, Derek Forrest, our rookie, he's been injured a little bit this season, so he's been relied on special teams. And so ha- so has Troy Apke, who's a special teams ace for us. He's going to be unavailable. So our safety depth is very thin. We're going to – um I know we have – uh what's his name back on the roster? Um uh Oh, my God, that one safety – Reeves? Jeremy Reeves? I think that's his name? Reeves, he is going to be uh, active for game day, and he's definitely going to see a lot of snaps. And then the last player on the COVID list is Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller, starting corner, we're going to be without him as well. That was a mouthful, and the list could continue to grow. It's, it's such a fluid situation that I could you know record this now at noon, and then at 1 p.m. news comes out that five more players got put on the COVID list or five players come off the COVID list. So... The situation is very, very dangerous. We're looking at starting dudes that haven't been on this team at all, that don't know the playbook, and especially at the most important position, which would be quarterback. Uh, based on what I've seen from the beat reporters, all the quarterbacks that we have on the roster right now, Kyle Shermer, Garrett Gilbert, and Jordan talmau are all taking snaps. Uh, I think they're just going to go with whoever gives them the best look. Um... At, at quarterback because there is, it's is you're trying to just pick the best guy you know the, the best guy who can manage the game who's going to protect the football and who's going to be able to grasp the bare minimum of the playbook personally I think Jordan Taumau is, is going to understand the playbook the best as he was with us during the offseason and during the preseason so I think he will have a better grasp of the playbook but he's a very raw player you know, talent. He's a uh, he, he. has very little NFL experience, and he's he's essentially a rookie. So I don't expect them to put him in. Just throw him in there. I think they're probably gonna play it safe and go with Gary Gilbert personally. But according to uh, John Keim, uh there's a possibility that it could be Gary Gilbert. I mean, um, I, uh, that it could be E uh Kyle Sher Kyle Shermer as well so i think that it's it's either going to be gary gilbert or kyle Schirmer. i don't think jordan tamaui has any shot to start for us um and this is also huge news this is you know like like i said this situation is very fluid and the injury situation is very fluid as of right now literally right now terry mclaurin is practicing and he's not he's practicing on on the side field so remember like i just said terry mclaurin just suffered a uh, what seemed to have been a concussion during the game against the Cowboys he did was able to get up and walk off on his own power but he did bang his head very hard so the fact that he's even on the practice field outside with a helmet on is crazy to me he's still in concussion protocol but it this the fact that Terry McLaurin might be able to play is huge 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 if we can get Terry back I I think he will see a massive workload. He's going to get force-fed targets because they're going to want to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, whoever the quarterback is, as quickly as possible. They're not going to want to risk having um, them, you know, go through reads, go through first and second and third reads. They're going to want to give him to the first read. If he's not open, check it down. And I fully expect Terry McClone to get targeted heavily in this game. And, look, like I said, sorry about that. Like I said, there's a lot of, you know, no one really knows what's going to go on. And we're not, and I guarantee you that we're not going to make this decision for starting quarterback until game time, literally right 90 minutes before game time. I guarantee you. We have beat reporter Mike Garofalo saying that Kyle Shermer would be starting for the Washington football team unless Kyle Allen tests out of the protocol. You know, if Kyle Allen gets, gets negative tests, he will 100% be the starting quarterback. Ben Standig is saying that it's going to be Gary Gilbert and like he's more experienced and but the thing is that he just got here you know he can have the more and most NFL experience but he just got here so he doesn't know the playbook so it's 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 really a fluid fluid situation um I want to talk about the injury report real quick I know like it's it's so hard to fathom the fact that we have an injury report aside from the COVID list so we have players 21 well as of right now because Keith Ismail just came back uh 20 players on the cover list, but we also have players on the injury report, so as of the injury report, oh my goodness, it's just it's so horrible, Like, I don't even know what we're going to do on Sunday, two weeks ago we thought we could make a run at the division, and now I don't even know if we're going to be able to field a competitive roster this Sunday, and of course the Eagles are getting healthy right at the right at the best time. Um so our injury report as of Thursday because uh, the teams are still practicing right now as of Friday. So the, the injury report as of Thursday. Uh McKissick, Jaden McKissick and Curtis Samuel did not practice. Look man, I'm so tired of Curtis Samuel. Like what is he doing? Like why do we have him on this team right now? Why is he even active on game days? He didn't even touch the ball against the Cowboys. He gets a target against the the Vegas Raiders. I don't know why he's here. Why is he active? This injury that he's been sustaining is now it's a hamstring, but he's been dealing with a groin. He's been dealing with a hamstring. I think we just need to shut him down, man. There's no point of him being active if he's not going to be even running routes. Like he's just being a decoy out there. We need to shut down Curtis Samuel and and just let him rest. He has done absolutely nothing this season. Absolutely nothing. We need to sit him down. Leave the season in the rearview mirror for him. And let him get healthy, man. Because this has been the entire season. They keep putting him in the lineup, putting him out of the lineup. He's active, he's inactive, he's practicing, he's not practicing. I'm sick of it. Sit him down. He needs to rest. And that's just the facts. He needs to sit down and he needs and he needs to not play. Because at this point, the fact that he's even on a roster is clogging him space is is unacceptable. J.D. McKissick not practicing is also a bad sign. McKissick didn't play in the Cowboys game uh, because of the concussion he sustained against the Seahawks on Monday night. So he hasn't played since then. So the chances of him playing with back-to-back uh, non-participations are is very bleak. Uh, depending on maybe if he gets a limited in, there's a chance. But if he doesn't, if nothing changes, he's not going to play on Sunday. Uh, going into the limited uh, participants from Thursday. Uh, Jordan K, reserve linebacker. Look, we need him. Like as much as as much as he's you know on special teams, and as much as he, he makes mistakes on special teams, we're gonna need him in case because this linebacker depth is weak right now with the players on COVID list. So we need Jordan K to be able to to at least suit up. Uh, Terry McLaurin's limited, which is crazy. Like like I said. Usually, dudes who get concussions don't play the next week, and even if, it, even if it's mild, they won't play the next week. So, the fact that Terry McLaurin is even on the field right now is crazy. So, the practice report from Thursday is limited, but there's video of him practicing right now on Friday. So, because today's Friday, so Terry McLaurin, the chances of him playing are all of a sudden very optimistic. Uh, going to uh, uh, linebacker Cole Holcomb, he was also limited we're going to need him to play. I think this is more of a maintenance thing. There's no way he doesn't play because if he doesn't play, we're going to be down to to uh Jamin Davis as our solely the sole healthy linebacker on the roster. Uh Brandon Sheriff is also limited. Once again, he's you know, he's always dealing with something. Uh, he's never healthy, so you know, he's probably just maintenance. Probably just uh, you know, trying to make sure he's able to play because we're going to need every healthy body. And this is the last play on the, on the uh, practice report is Taylor Heineke, but he was practicing full Wednesday and Thursday, but this morning was unable to practice because he tested positive for COVID going to the Eagles. And, and before, before we, we talk about the Eagles uh, injury report, I do want to say this, man, this, this is what been, was a horrible, horrible scheduling. Like, our schedule was horrible. We faced teams coming off buys, coming off of uh, long rest days. It's, it's horrible. We got five straight division games at the end of the season. The, the the Raiders came off of a 10-day break. The Cowboys came off of a 10-day break. The Eagles are coming off their bye week. It's, it's just not fair. The Eagles practiced. Every single person on, their, on the Eagles practice report, uh, injury report, is going to play on Sunday. So, the Eagles will not be, will be completely 100% healthy, top to bottom. And we're going to be down to essentially half of our roster. Oh, oh, like, like three-fifths of our roster. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, the following plays were limited. Uh, Jordan Howard, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Johnson, Miles Sanders... Jordan Howard um, he maybe will be able to play maybe not um but if Miles Sanders is it, uh, able to go Jordan Howard is irrelevant uh Jalen Hurts though has been limited but I fully expect him to go it's, look and th- and they ha- gonna, they're going to have Gardner Minshew ready to go if if Hurts has a setback during you know pre or anything like that or a setback today at practice so look I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than <laughs> any quarterback that we have healthy right now so the Eagles on paper right now are the favorites. And that's the last thing I want to talk about. I want to end this podcast off on this last couple uh, thoughts that I have on my mind. Right. This game is essentially a kamikaze suicide mission. We're going in there knowing knowing what the outcome is going to be. This game is going to be ugly. And I do not expect us to win. Like, I don't even want to do like a game prediction for how ugly I think it's going to be. There's... I think there's literally no chance we can win this game. If even if we get, you know, Kyle Allen healthy and he can st- suit up, I the, the confidence I have right now is so minuscule. We haven't had been able to do any, you know, team meetings, virtual like they'd all have to be virtual team meetings. Half of our team is gone. Like it's 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 so bleak right now and it's so hard to find the silver lining, but I'm going to try to present the silver lining right now. So The silver lining is that (laughs) there's no pressure on us. I understand that we're fighting for playoff spots and we're trying to, you know, get the last wild card spot and just try to stay competitive. Right. But the Eagles have all the pressure. The Eagles should win this game. The Eagles should mop the floor with us. okay? the Eagles should win by 20 points. They should dominate the time possession. No questions asked. But. Should they lose this game, it will derail their entire season. Their confidence would be absolutely broken. If the Philadelphia Eagles lose to the Washington football team with forty active players on their roster, they will they should be ashamed of themselves if they if the Eagles lose this game, they're they are a joke of a franchise, and this game reminds me. Which is and, and I love talking about this game because, uh, you know during that time it was a very bleak moment and you know time for us, you know we we were dealing with a lot as a franchise, but do y'all remember when we went to see when we went to Seattle with a ragtag group of players, you know a bunch of players injured, and we went out there and took it to the Seattle Seahawks. Josh Doxson had an amazing catch down the sideline. You know, he was right. He caught it, like, at the one-yard line, got up, pumped up. Josh Doxson, the biggest catch of his career, his tenure at the... <laughs> honestly, the biggest catch of his career, honestly. Um, as During his tenure as a Washington football team player. And Brian Quick was out there making plays, catching on the sideline. He Look, he caught it on the sideline and took a big hit. Like, we were playing with nobodies. And we went out there, and we had no shot to win. You know, we analysts, you know, you know, the media saying we're going to lose the game by 20 and we find a way to win. This could be one of those games if we win. And I'm not going to say we're going to win because I fully expect us to get smacked. But you never know in this league, you know, players. Is, is, look, this this is what it's going to boil down to this game against the Eagles. This is what's going to boil down to. It's going to boil down to us trying to keep the game close. And when the one, two, or three plays present themselves, we're going to need to make those plays. When there's a tip ball in the air, we're going to have to return it for a pick six. When there's a fumble, we're going to have to return it 20, 30 yards and, and get some points in. Steal possessions away from the Eagles. And most importantly, we're going to have to contain their run game. Their run game is really good now. And in the beginning of the season, they did not want to run the ball. And I don't know why they didn't. They wanted to, they wanted to use Jalen Hurts in the passing game, which is mind-blowing to me. But now they have an identity as a run, running team. And with Jalen Hurts and his ability to run out of the pocket, we're going to need to contain him. I'm projecting this to be the starting defensive line. Uh, Deron Payne and Demetrius or Demetrius, I think his name is Demetrius Wise at defensive tackle. Remember, Demetrius Wise started at defensive end for us against the Cowboys because we had nobody to play. He's naturally a defensive tackle, so he's gonna get kicked inside at defensive tackle. So Deron Payne and Wise at defensive tackle. The defensive ends are probably gonna be Nate Orchard and Shaka Tony. Uh That's what I would project. But, you know, we could get Montez Sweat back. And if Montez Sweat comes back, it will be Montez Sweat and Shaka Montez Sweat and Shaka present the athleticism to be able to chase down Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts is, is, you know, I don't care who's your defensive end. He's faster than your defensive end. And he can can maneuver out of the pocket better than anyone. So Jalen Hurts has a threat, is a threat uh, with his legs. So we're going to need to contain him. And that's just what it's gonna boil down to. We're gonna have to make the plays when they present themselves, and we're gonna have to keep the game close and try to steal it. If we win this game, we're gonna have to win this game like 17 to 14 or something like that. Or two. I don't even think we can score 17 points, <laughs> especially if we don't have Kyle Allen at QB or or Heineken for that matter. Um, look, we we had a chance to to come back and win that game against Dallas. Dallas folded, okay. We were one DeAndre Carter catch away from being in firing distance to win this, to tie the game up and send it to overtime. That didn't happen. They dominated us defensively. They dominated the line of scrimmage. Their defense shot us down completely. Taylor Heineke was seeing ghosts. We're going to need to be way better this week. And the coaching staff is just going to have to prepare whoever's available you know, prepare the guy that's there to, to go out there and get ready to play. Cause look, it's bleak. <laughs> they're coaching guys that haven't been in that in that in that locker room the whole season, and they're just getting there now. So they're grasping playbook. They're learning audibles. They're learning you know what formations we run out of. They're learning. They're learning their teammates' names. That's how bad. That's how bad it is. We have players that don't even know the, their names. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Look. If you're listening to this, you know, go find your cleats. All right, go to the attic. Dig those cleats out. They may be a half size, too small, but dig them out. Clean them up. Make sure you put, tie them up real tight. You know, f- go go back to your high school. Find your pads because your number may be called to go into this game at this point. I'm, I'm sitting on my phone waiting for Ron Verde to give me a call. They're gonna They're going to need me out there. Okay, so I'm going to leave it at that. Hail to the football team. It's, it's good look, it's gonna be bleak on Sunday. And all you can hope for is for us to just remain competitive. Because a loss could could derail our season. And all this could all this could be setting up for is just a bigger game against the Cowboys at Dallas. Because not only if we if we lose this game against the Eagles That game against the Dallas at Dallas, at Jerry World, is going to be is going to make or break our season. We're going to be looking at uh 6 and 8 record and 3 games left. We're going to need to win out those games to even have a shot to sniff the playoffs. So this game against the Eagles it, it we this all happened at the wrong time. Like you want to get healthy during the end of the season. We were getting hot, but then this covid situation just derailed everything and the injuries on top of that it just really set us back, man. So all you can do is hope for the best, and then hope that the the players that get that t- test positive for COVID, that we don't get any more reports for it. Because man, every single every hour we're getting a new report. It's crazy. So all you can do is hope for the best. Hope that that the bleeding stops, and that by Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, we have players test negative for COVID and are able to suit up. Because if we don't, we're gonna be very thin. I'm hoping that we can at least get. 7 to 10 of the players that are on the COVID list right now back because no matter what your name is, if you come back from this COVID list, you're probably going to be active and you're probably going to have to take meaningful snaps. I don't care if your name is Tamar Hemingway or William Bradley King and you're on the practice squad. If you test positive, I mean, if you come back with negative tests, you very well could find yourself in the middle of this game with playoff implications on the line. So get a, get find a mouthpiece because if you're listening to this, the Washington football team might give you a call and say, hey, we need you out there in the field for us. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening to the Pound for Brown podcast. Like I said, my name is LB Lucas. Leave me a voicemail. Open up the description for Spotify. Open up the description on Apple Music, and you'll see the link to leave my podcast a voicemail. Leave a question that will be answered on the next episode of the Pound for Bound podcast. Have a safe one, pretty, and Sometimes be blessed. But the truth of the matter in this game is you take them how they come. Quick move by Heineke and out of bounds inside the five. Heineke with protection. Cloric breaks free. Wow, what a pass. Okay, you're stuck together. You do things that you needed to do. But there are a lot of things we got to correct, a lot of things we get better at, and that's the truth. What a play. This is the Pound for Pound Podcast.